Today we have Monica with us. Monica is a friend of mine. She's from Spain, but I met her here in Glasgow because she goes to university with me. Yay! That's right, right? Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we met about a year ago because you are in... Where did we meet? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure where exactly we met, but probably like in a university building when I was studying with some of my friends and... I think our friend group kind of there's like there's a big link like people mm-hmm. friends. So I think I remember like being with Dario in the library, and then you guys were together. Maybe and I think that's when we started speaking. Yeah, that that could be it. But like I'm not sure which semester I met you. But yeah, we've been friends for like maybe a year and, and a half now or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, and I just introduced Monica to Maya because I thought. They would be really good friends. Yes, and I'm super excited because Monica has her own YouTube channel, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. I have not checked it out yet, but I'm very excited to check it out when we finish this podcast. I'm the number one fan, I have to say. I always like to comment (laughs) something, and it's really funny, and I love it. It's just so interesting. You guys are so sweet. (laughs) So, Monica, what do you like to post on your YouTube, and, like, what – um? Tell us about, like, why you started it. So I w- I'm still kind of finding my niche and still finding what I want to create videos on because I'm still, I'm kind of a whole range of videos from, like, education mm-hmm. and, well, post, like, after quarantine is finished and then when I go back and start my third year. But I kind of want to do all sorts of things. Like, I want to focus on fitness as well. Okay. And just do kind of like lifestyle videos and talk about like you guys saw uh, growing up mixed race and like fashion and things like that. I so, love the videos. Yeah. No, everything you make it it's so great and like I just think everything's like raw and like really natural and I love it. It's going great I think. Was it, was it are you really work on keep it that way? No you go, you go. Yeah were you nervous to start it? to start your YouTube channel and like were you what kept you going because like I'm sure you were at times like uncomfortable to be in front of a camera or to like Mm -hmm. have your content online and everything so as um with with response with regards to your your question there was I nervous when I started the YouTube channel so I've actually been like practicing speaking in front of a camera for a really long time, but I never actually started my YouTube channel and started creating videos and putting them out there. But I've always been someone who weirdly like spoke in front of the mirror or like just got the camera out and like started like vlogging or created videos, but didn't actually post them. So I feel like, and my sister actually used to make fun of me, but it was looked weird doing that. But I think that really helped me like gain confidence and just be okay with, being in front of a camera and just like speaking so that really helped me and in terms of like being nervous to start a youtube channel i kind of wanted to start a youtube channel for a really Uh long time so and i was always kind of it was always at the back of my mind and i was always nervous and i said like like oh i should start i should start and i always kind of kept 
pushing it and I was like you know what it's quarantine time I'm just gonna start it and then I did and I've not regretted no, it since. quarantine quarantine was a good time for many things yeah to start a new hobby and to I mean we've started That's a podcast amazing. We started I the love YouTube that. channel Mm-hmm. I love that. So mm-hmm. how have how have you um have you been seeing like an increase in subscribers or how has that been going um with like following and stuff like that? Yeah, so I haven't like grown exponentially or anything. I haven't like just created my first video and it, I've like blown up like Kelly Stamps or something for example. Right, right, right. But I don't know if you guys have watched her on YouTube. But I am kind of trying to create content and pre- I actually, I don't know if you guys know Ali Abdal on YouTube, but he said the first 100 videos are going to be bad. They're going to be like trashy. Right. They're not going to be great, but just get them out there. And then from then on, you can start focusing on like the quality of the videos. But 100%. It's getting them out there. 100%. And then, and then one, yeah. And then once you do that, then you'll start increasing in followers, like, you'll get more exposure and things like that um so I think for the moment it's I'm, content I'm trying to right that I, mm-hmm. I yeah, guess we sure. kind of relate yeah, to yeah, that yeah. So, because we also have like the podcast and we obviously want more people to be listening mm-hmm. to them but for the moment we're just enjoying to like make podcasts weekly and hopefully one day we can have like more engagement and like more followers but for the mm-hmm. moment we're just having okay. like we're just putting out a lot of content like many recordings and exactly just try, just try and then, to be as raw and then I have a question um what's your YouTube name so everybody can go look you up okay so my YouTube name was originally Monifit UK but I changed it to my to my name to Monica Spinoza just because I wanted my name to kind of be my brand name and just have so I wasn't just sort of limited to creating fitness content right. because I felt like with the name or the brand Money Fit UK it was just kind of like fitness mm. content but I wanted to be open kind of to everything different videos yeah. so that's why oh that's mm-hmm. great so that's why Monica Spinoza is just my oh well, I really like Monica that and it, and it you know it, it like kind <laughs> of rings very like it's it very like it, it has a nice ring to it so I like that a lot Mm-hmm. That is great. Oh, so, the, so, what are some videos that you have prepared? And like, have we have a sneak peek of what's coming up in your channel and everything? Yeah. So, my next one is coming out. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, so I don't want to say tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, my well, my next one will be coming out. So, I post regularly. I try to post. I try to stick to Monday at three p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. UK time. Um, so my next video is going to be a fashion one and I'm really, really excited for that. And then I have a couple of like, uh, favorite videos. Like I kind of have, so basically I plan, I try to plan my videos beforehand so that when it comes to like the week, I'm not like, okay, what should I make next? So I kind of have a couple of ideas of what, like for the next, let's say month or two months, I have a set list of yeah of video ideas that I could possibly make and if they don't go to plan then I still kind of have backups True. exactly so that I'm not constantly like thinking okay what should mm-hmm. I make so next? weekly weekly videos so, we're thinking that's great that's yeah. great and and um and I use I question um what what's your favorite video you've uploaded so far um that's a good question so I haven't uploaded that many videos but I would say definitely the mixed girl uh growing up mixed race okay I would say it's my most yeah so I I have a question about that so 
um, tell us more about where you're from and um, mm-hmm. where and your, your parents from? are from and everything about you. I just think okay. I'm very interested. Uh-huh. Okay, so I have an interesting story. So I'm actually mixed race. So I'm half Spanish and I'm half Filipino. And I grew up in... So I was born in Spain. I was born and raised in Spain and I lived there for half of my life. So I've lived there for, t- I lived there for 10 years and then I moved to Scotland when I was 10 and I didn't know any English at all. Like not a word. Like, I mean, I knew like apple and orange, like literally Stop like the, it, basic, really? the most basic English. Yeah. Like the most basic English. <laughs> like, oh, hello. How are you? That's it. Like I couldn't understand a conversation. Oh my God. Like I couldn't actually, I mean, hold a conversation. It sounds stressful. So, and then I moved to Scotland. Also, I'm really sorry, but during this podcast, my accent is changing to like American and Scottish. Girl, like, you're I feel like fine. I'm <laughs> like it's because I'm talking to you and your accent is like super American Oh, I know. Me, so I I'm, know, like, girl. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, my accent changes to, like, American my head. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. It's okay. Um, so, then I moved to, so then I moved to Scotland when I was 10, and I've lived there since. So, I've lived here since, and now I'm 20. So my life. So, I was born and raised in Spain, and I lived there for 10 years until I moved to Scotland, and I've lived here for the past 10 years as well. And I'm also mixed race, so I'm half Spanish and I'm half Filipino. But I didn't really embrace my Filipino side until recently, just because I hadn't really been in touch with that culture very much. Like I didn't, oh my God, I didn't, I've never been to the Philippines. I don't speak Tagalog or any of the other like languages that are spoken in the country. And yeah, it kind of mm. took a lot of me, it took a lot for me to kind of like get in touch with that side and just accept like my roots and my heritage and I feel like I'm quite at a comfortable place now where I'm like happy and proud of it so yeah that's kind of like my upbringing oh and also I went to so when I was in Spain I went to French school so that's how I learned French so I never got to experience the Spanish education system when I was wow. in Spain. so it's quite a like multi-diverse like upbringing mm-hmm. and then when I came here I went to like a Scottish school so yeah that's so did your parents did your parents um were they part of the decision to to um uh make you um or have an idea for you to go to another school to learn another language or was that more of what you wanted to do so well I went to the French school so you mean in France or sorry not in France and yeah I'm just I'm just curious as um like were you interested in learning French or um like were your parents like oh like I would really like you to learn another language okay so my parents have always been really big on getting us to learn different languages like for example my siblings used to go to well they didn't used to go to Japanese school but they got put into like they used to get Japanese classes in Mandarin and oh that's amazing and my brother went that is so interesting to an American school one of the summers I think even my sister went with him and like my parents just wanted us to like learn a different language so I started going to the French school when I was three so I didn't really have a say in that (laughs) Um, yeah that's what I thought like Maya asked like whether you had or not a choice like Mm. whether you were like motivated to go to the French school but from what I knew you were really really young when that happened so Yes, it was so excited I mean, for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yes, so. But that is great. I love that you speak French and we have to practice because my French is really poor. Your right French now, is better than mine. No, that is not and, true. Um, and how many siblings do you have and like what, what's your family like? So, okay, so I have two sisters and one brother. So I have an older brother, an older sister, and then a younger sister. So I'm kind of like okay. Middle. So do they also, are they also feeling comfortable, um, like you said, um, like embracing their Filipino side, embracing Mm -hmm. your Filipino side, are they kind of starting to get comfortable now that you are very comfortable? So I think we all have different kind of, we all had very different, we all have our own different stories, I guess, with our upbringings. I think I've become more comfortable with my heritage and my roots because of the people that I surround myself with like everyone's really accepting and everything like that and also I surround myself with a lot of very like multicultural people so I just feel more at ease and I'm like you know it's okay to be from like all these places and my sister so she's kind of like she yeah I think she's kind of quite comfortable with her mixed ethnicity amazing I'm I'm struggling to use the words ethnicity anyway with her mixed heritage no yeah just because she always hears me and my older sister talking about it and she's kind of like yeah it's okay like to to be like different or whatever and yeah like my brother has his own story as well and I think he's quite confident like comfortable with 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 being mixed and my sister as well so yeah we're all that's that's great well that that makes and and it's so important to like embrace what what you are because it's just it's what you are and you can only love yourself and your the body that you um were born with and I think that's super cool that you're you're like embracing both of those heritages damn this is a really noisy street I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like it's like a quad or something like this like countryside vehicles are so noisy I'm sorry. And then I had another question. So have you traveled a lot around the world or what's your traveling like? Okay, so this is a really interesting question again because my family is like super, 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 super big in traveling. Like we <laughs> are, I honestly feel like we're away more than we are like back home in Scotland just because wow. of my travel, like how much my family travels every year. So yeah, we just such a we just love traveling basically, and I've traveled. I think also so I haven't actually mentioned this, but I play chess, and I've played. Oh yeah, you're such a good chess player. Yes, you told me about that. Wow, that's awesome. And you've been like in competitions and stuff, right? mm Mhm. That is so great. I forgot to tell you that, Maya. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. You're good. (laughs) It's okay. So I thought that was quite important to mention because thanks to chess, I've traveled so much around the world. Like I've been to Azerbaijan, Georgia, and like most of basically Europe because of chess. So yeah, wow. pretty much like traveled. I, it's it's not There's not been a single year in my life where I haven't like gotten a flight to somewhere around the world. That is so That's cool. So <laughs> Monica, I'm so jealous. And, <laughs> and you and know, always, like like... Oh, no, you go. (laughs) And I always admired how you came to Scotland and you figured out, like, you started a new life here and you didn't really know English when you arrived. And that must have been, like, a really big struggle for you. And I always really admired that, so. 
Yeah. So how was it? How do you? Yeah, I was gonna say it it was so difficult. I think looking back and in retrospect, it's like oh, it wasn't that bad. Or I don't really recall the negative memories from that time. Like I don't really sit here, like sit and just think, oh my god, I remember that. Like that was horrible. But actually thinking about it like it was so difficult like diff- like really I can't even express I don't have the vocabulary to express how I felt when I moved because you can imagine like okay so first of all I was a super shy person like I just wouldn't talk to anyone I was super like introverted just really like kept to myself when you know I wasn't super like what's the word like extroverted basically so exactly yeah yeah so I basically just got put into the school everyone spoke Scottish and you know how difficult Scottish is when you don't know English like that is the most difficult accent to understand on like other Mm. so yeah like I literally remember like quite vividly thinking oh my god why are they talking in German like it sounded like German to me I was like wait like why are they speaking in German like what I was so confused I was like I can't understand the words and I remember on the first day of school, I think it was the first day of school, or maybe it was like the first week or something. I remember yeah. I was literally on the verge of like crying. Like my teacher would be like, okay, so today kids, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And then I would literally sit there and be like, I did not understand the word you said at all. I was literally holding back my tears. I was like, wow. Oh, and they didn't that must really... have been frightening it was so scary I was like how am I going to cope like I don't know a single word like this is going to be a nightmare for me Especially so because... how long did it take you to kind of be comfortable speaking English and Sc- um, or Scottish yeah mm-hmm. so it was quite obviously like a process but I think maybe like a couple of months I became a lot a bit more confident and then within a year I think I was a bit more fluent and then Obviously, obviously after that like I just improved and my accent improved and I was just a lot more confident with with speaking to people but I remember being right. so self-conscious because I was like I don't want to say the wrong the like the wrong word or I don't want to pronounce it wrong and things like that so I have a quick question about what are you studying at um the university of you're you're at the university of Glasgow correct Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you studying, is. and like, and how have you liked your um, experience being there and being in Scotland and kind of just finding your own journey in your twenties? Okay, so I study civil engineering at the University of Glasgow, and I actually love it so far. I think it was probably the right degree for me. I just knew I wanted to do engineering, and then I came about doing civil engineering just because. I thought it had... You like bridges? I like bridges and buildings, pretty much. (laughs) But also, I just think it has a lot of, like, job prospects and job opportunities out there. And there's a lot of, like, big projects and a lot of companies that you can go into. So that's what I kind of... It is a pretty profession, I have to say. Like, you, the projects you involve yourself yourself in will Mm -hmm. be really rewarding and end up being, like, really pretty bridges and stuff. (laughs) Actually, my, my dad, my dad is a civil engineer, so... Ooh, that's, that's an idea. Yeah, so yeah, a little fun fact. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, cool. I kind of know a little bit about like civil engineering, but like that's awesome. Like I, I, I really appreciate people who do civil engineering and any type type of en- engineering because I know it's very difficult. So, mm-hmm. mm, and do you do you have any do you face any struggles going into engineering? Uh, as a female student or do you think it was an easy path or 
what do you have to say about so, that? For myself, I think that um, I kind of followed. So I saw that, per- well, my sister is also studying engineering and she's doing chemical engineering and she's also, well, <laughs> she's also female, so, but sorry. <laughs> but I think I kind of looked at her and I, th- and I thought if she can do it, like she's a female, like so can I. And also I think they were kind of, um, I didn't really like think, oh, like, oh, actually, no, I'm, I just remember there. I actually, um, I don't know if this sounds weird, but. I actually liked working with like guys and I was like okay engineering like there's it's quite male dominated etc and I just thought I don't mind that like I don't mind working with guys no, but now that I'm at uni like I just think like things have to change and there's such a huge like gender disparity within engineering and like there should be a lot more female uptake, definitely uptake um like more females in engineering and maybe there's definitely get scared off because of how many males there are but do you know what the ratio looks like so are you aware of the ratio so for example in my class i'm not really sure what the ratio would be but maybe there's like 20 percent oh actually that's really high maybe like 15 percent or so I couldn't female exactly but perhaps about 50 percent 15 percent are female and the rest are male something like that so it's quite low still and there's a lot of work that we have to do to to try and get the numbers up for for females so and fun fact I was also gonna add I'm part of uh the feminine society Marta you probably know that yes like female engineering it's a society to promote to promote females to study the engineering field I guess oh but wow, you can tell us something so about cool. more yes tell us about it yes so females in engineering basically has kind of the mission to empower and inspire younger younger girls for example in primary and secondary school to take to pursue a career in a stem related field so as a mm-hmm. society we take part in outreach events networking events and also international collaborations. So I went to Rwanda wow. and did kind of just that. And like, wow. Could, yeah. wow. And Never yeah, been to Africa. Both. It was such a good experience. Yeah, that <laughs> is so that's lucky amazing. But so that's also- a um, group at, at the University of Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It's like a society. I love that. I love that. And you went to Rwanda and you had like, you met up with university students from the University of Rwanda. And I think you had like workshops or something related so to engineering, I guess. So when did you I go guess. there? Yeah, so we traveled last year for about three to four weeks in summer. And it was basically six of six girls from the University of Glasgow and six girls from the University of Rwanda. So we both worked in collaboration. And we traveled to different schools and things and did workshops and like we went to different site visits and stuff like that, which was really fun. So I really enjoyed it there. That sounds amazing. That's I saw your video about it also. You need to post about about that on your YouTube channel. You need to expand on that. Yeah, I should it probably so do interesting. an experience. Like how was it going to Africa for the first time? And like, Definitely. yeah, that's yeah, really, really, really cool. And, I love it. Um, I love that. 
And what are your like future plans? Like, do you plan on staying in Scotland or do you think you're going to move elsewhere once you're done with school? So really good question. So I think for like to start with when I graduate, I think I'll probably find a job in the UK just because I think there's a lot of job opportunities. And for me, like British, like resident, it's going to be quite easy, easy to find a job. Well, I don't want to say easy, like, who knows, but <laughs> yeah. Um, right. After that, who knows where, where the world will take me. I might move away and live somewhere. But I think for the, like, generally, I don't want to stay in the UK for my whole life. Like, I don't see myself just, like, living, working, and then dying here, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you I, think in I, Europe? That seems fair. Wait, say again, sorry. Are you thinking Europe? Are you thinking the United States, Canada, or Asia? Like, anywhere, really. Like, I'd love to just live, like, in so many places. Maybe, like, the USA for a bit, Canada, even Asia for a while. And then, like, go and live in different places, like, in in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. Go back to Spain, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I could go back to Spain or, yeah, I don't know. So you have a lot of options and a lot of different paths that you could go down and you're not really yeah. too nervous, it seems. So that's amazing that you're you're kind of, like, guiding yourself in a really good direction. Yeah, I'm quite open-minded to wherever, like, any... Life takes path, you? Yeah, what, like, whatever path kind of comes my way, I'm quite open to it. And if I get a job offer in... Amazing. Like... Uh, Cambodia I don't know what that that country appeared to mind but if I get it there and it's good and I like it then I could just move there like easily you know I wouldn't that sounds think, amazing think twice about it wow so well, I'm so Asia. happy wow. like we could talk to you and and um kind of just get to know you and I'm really excited to watch your YouTube videos um and I think everybody else that's listening should so if you could say your YouTube um, name and your Instagram name again, I would be like thrilled. So, okay. So my YouTube name is just my name. So Monica and my Instagram name. So I just made a new Instagram. It's Monica underscore Espinosa underscore. Oh, great. But yeah. we, we will have it. We will have it all linked in our That's post fine. on our Instagram yep. account in our 20s podcast. Mm-hmm. And so you can check it out from there. But also, do not forget to subscribe to her channel. So And follow her on Instagram. So interesting. Honestly, I love it. I'm like number Thank one fan. So number one. Thank you so number much. One. I, I literally have, like, it's been a pleasure to be in this podcast. And... Oh, of course. Thank and you, you can come anytime. I'm sure anytime you want to come back on, we would love to have you. Oh, thank you so much. And you guys are, I love um, the great job that you guys are doing with this podcast. Oh, thank you. We're, we're so pouring sweet. our thank you. Into, so thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, so have a good I day. Love you guys. So thank you so oh. much for coming on and we'll um, talk soon. Thank you, Maya and Marta. Have a great Bye. day. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you, Monica. Bye.